Well, the federal government may shut down. What does that mean to you and I? Also, they've made a decision about who's going to perform at the half uh, the halftime of the Super Bowl, and I'm not jiggy with it. And we're going to talk about Mark Twain and a quote that applies to me and probably you. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Corelcast. I am Corel, and happy Monday to you. Well, if you heard the news, the government may shut down. You know, I, it's done it several times in my lifetime and always at the hands of Republicans. Uh, you know, the people that tend to tell you how they can handle government and how they're the only ones who should run the government. They're always the ones shutting the government down. Uh, and you know when Fox News is saying that, which Fox News is, uh, that it's actually true. Uh, in one, that one true thing that Fox News is actually saying. Uh, and, you know, what does that mean? Well, before we get into the specifics of what it means, I just want to tell you, I have a Sigourney Weaver sort of uh, Galaxy Quest view of Congress and the Senate. Okay, now, for those of you that don't know what I'm referencing, uh, Sigourney Weaver on, in the movie Galaxy Quest was the first officer, and all she really did was repeat what the computer said. I'm sorry, she wasn't the first officer. She was Uhura. She was like the communications person. And all she did was repeat what the computer said. Uh, and it was kind of funny, you know. And someone brings it up to her in the movie, Galaxy Quest. And she has a very famous, you know, memeable quote at that point. I have one job on this ship. <laughs> They're like, why do you always repeat what the computer said? We heard what the computer... She's like, I have one job on this ship. Uh, and I look at Congress and the Senate in that way. They have one job on this ship. And what is that job? That job is to run the federal government. That's their job. Congress holds the purse strings. That's their biggest job. To finance and run the federal government. And then to make and interpret laws. That is their charter. That's their job. For those of you that don't know why Congress was set up, it was to fund the government and to make and enforce laws. That's what Congress does, Congress being the House and the Senate. It was up to the Supreme Court, the only court dictated by the Constitution, to say whether the laws that Congress did were constitutional or not. And that's it. That's how it was set up. So Congress people and senators... They have one job on this ship, and that job is to run federal government, to keep the federal government open and running. That is their job. So when we come around to these talks of a, quote, government shutdown, the first thing I hear is not doing our job. Not doing the job that we were elected to do, that we are paid to do, that we were sent here to do. Now, what happens when you are not doing the job you were hired to do? I'm just curious. Let's say you're a baker and you go to work and decide you're not going to make bread, so let's close the bakery. What happens to you because you're not the owner of the bakery? Congress and the Senate, the, well, the Congress, the Senate and the House, they are not the owners of the United States, or of the United States government, by the way. I know they act like it, but they're not. They don't own that store. 
They don't own this store. They are sent there by us to manage this store, the store that is the United States of America. It is not their store to close, okay? That's not their job. Their job is the exact opposite, actually. Their job is to keep the store running. So what we have are a group of neo-fascist, out-of-control cult members, which is what they are. I love the t-shirt that says, no, really, he lost and you're in a cult. So, you know, what we have are these cult members who constantly in my lifetime hold the workings of the federal government hostage over a debt ceiling, a debt ceiling which they've already approved, or over a budget which they can't seem to approve. That's their whole job. Congress's whole job is to fund the government and make laws. That's it. That's their job. Congress's job is not to be in the middle of drag queen story hour, honey. Nowhere in the Constitution did the Founding Fathers say, and they must oversee drag queen story hour. Nowhere is that in the Constitution. Okay? It is not Congress's job to be up in your uterus. That is not, that's not even, that's not my job. That is not, really not my job. Uh, it's no one's job to be up in your uterus unless someone you you know someone that you want there your doctor, your husband, your wife, whatever strangers you meet at a bar but they look kind of cute before two a.m. Whatever, whoever you want up in your uterus is your business. But Congress ain't supposed to be up there. Congress is supposed to be keeping the government opening open by paying the bills. That's how you keep a business open. You pay the bills. Congress is supposed to be making laws that affect their constituents in a positive fashion. That's what Congress is supposed to do, the House and Senate. That is their sole charter. I think we all forget what their one job on this ship is, to maintain and run the federal government. So when they talk about a shutdown, what they're talking about is their incompetence. They're talking about how ineffective they are at their job. They're talking about how they're letting ideology get in the way of running the country, literally running it, keeping the doors open. You know, air traffic controllers would have to work without pay. Do you want some overworked air traffic controller who ain't getting paid up there controlling air traffic? Hell no. Other federal workers would be put on furlough, you know, or not paid. Because as we did last week on the show, showing you that 65% of America up, you know, has less than $2,000 in the bank, obviously these federal employees are in the top 35% and they've got tons of cash, right? Obviously, if they can go, oh, we, have you seen gas? Gas is $5 a gallon where I'm at, $5. Well, maybe it's $4.94 or, or you know, it's $5 a freaking gallon, $5 gas, $5 a gallon. That has just happened with a whimper. No, we screamed. We screamed under uh, Bush when it was going to get $4 a gallon. And we nearly crucified Obama when it was nearly $4 a gallon. Oh, they almost hung him up on a cross. But then they couldn't have a black Jesus, you know? But now it's $5 a gallon and everybody's remarkably quiet. And who's paying that? Poor people. Rich people are driving fucking Teslas, okay? Rich people are out there in their Chevy Volts and their Teslas and their this and their that's because they can afford $40,000, dollars $60,000 for electric cars. 
Who's buying gasoline? People who can't afford it. That's who. Poor people. So while we're out here paying, in India now, uh, tomatoes and onions are a staple. They can't buy them. They've got, they're too much money. A tomato used to be a quarter, now it's $1.50. An onion used to be 30 cents, now it's $1.20 over in India. But it's happening right here. Go to the grocery store. In Seattle, tomatoes are four bucks. I, I just paid, just yesterday, $5.20 on Sunday I paid for a cantaloupe. Cantaloupe tonight, Dad's got the car. $5 for a cantaloupe. $1.25 for a single pepper. One pepper. Honey, food is out of control expensive. Gas is out of control expensive. And what does Congress want to do? Shut down the government. You know what? Shut it down. All you motherfuckers go home. All of you. We'll just replace you. How about that? How about when you shut it down and go off on your break that you don't come back? Because that's what happens to employees who shut down the store without the owner's permission. And neither you nor I nor anyone I know gave these mofos permission to shut down the government. They are of, for, and by the people. And yet the people don't want the government shut down. On the contrary, the people want the government to work even better. We want the government to work more. We want the DMV open on Fridays. But no, they have one job on this ship, one job, to run the government. And instead, they want to shut it down. Why? Because we won't give the crybaby cult members what they want. Because a group of out-of-control nutbags can, in fact, hold the government hostage so that real-life people have real-life effects. And that's what the Congress is supposed to remember, that their policy is about real-life people. They will not suffer if they shut down the government. They will still have money. It's only the people. Well, when someone doesn't do the one job on the ship that they have, you fire them. Unless you're in a cult. All right, coming up next, the Super Bowl is coming to Las Vegas. And guess who they got to be the halftime show? Make your device a whole lot smarter. Get the Cast app free at the app store of your choice now. The Super Bowl is coming to Vegas, and they just announced who's going to be the halftime show. We're going to talk about that. Also, in the next segment, we're going to talk about mental health in relation to why I canceled my Zoom call yesterday with my patrons. We will be doing it this following Sunday. I am sorry that I canceled yesterday. I really am, and I'm going to explain to you today why, but it's really going to talk about mental health because you hear it so much in the news nowadays. America's mental health is suffering. and But, but what does that mean? What does that actually mean? Well, I'm going to give you an illustration. But first, let's talk about the Super Bowl. Now, the Super Bowl is coming to Las Vegas. It's one of the two things annoying me. The first is the Grand Prix that's here in November that they have the whole freaking city torn up for. I mean, it's just a mess, although it's going to bring money. And now that I have a really gorgeous friend uh, at the park who has two dogs and a husband, if he didn't have a husband, he'd have me as a date. Uh, but uh, now he's in the service industry over on the Strip. So I want... 
I want the strip to do well. I want people like him to make money. Uh, he was listening to my show one day and he said he didn't. He, we were talking about the money or, you know, how much do you have saved? And he was like, I'm 41. And trust me, I don't have enough saved. And no one after Friday's show, I have still been inquisitive about, you know, who has what money saved. No one I know except my, my one friend, Hannah. She is the only one I know that has the, the, the what they tell you you're supposed to have saved up by the age that she is. She's the only one. The only one. And then a listener emailed me that they have $450,000 saved, which sounds like a huge amount, but given it's supposed to be over a million, it's it's still not enough, but it's a lot more than I have. A lot like $449,998 more than I got. Um, so anyway, so I, I want them to make money on the strip. I do. So people like my friend with the two dogs at the park can make money and I guess support his husband. <laughs> I don't mean support, but <laughs> jealous. They should befriend me. I should. They, they must have single friends. They must, they must find me a single gay friend. Hook me up at a party or something. Anyway, um, and so the Grand Prix is in November, but the Super Bowl is coming. Uh, and so they just announced, now this is at Allegiant Stadium, 69,000 seat venue. This is where Beyonce just was uh, with her big tour. Taylor Swift with her Eras Tour, which is the biggest tour in history. Uh, Vegas has so many headliners, past and present, that if you're going to have a halftime show in Las Vegas, my God, you could have, well, look, U2 is opening the sphere. I mean, so you could have just, you know, quite a halftime show. If you tapped into like just two of the headliners or three of the headliners, maybe did a headliner halftime show with like Adele or, you know, whoever. I mean, there's so many in Britney Spears. I mean, there's so many headliners. Share. Uh, you could just have done an incredible show. Instead, uh, they they did choose someone who does a show here. Uh, but when I saw he was the halftime show, I thought, what? What kind of ridiculous, let's try to appeal to whomever political correct bullshit is this? Because the halftime show for the Super Bowl is going to be Usher. And I don't mean a person that shows you to your seat. I know a lot of you listening to me just heard that name and went, who? And, you know, he's had 20 charting singles, nine number one singles. I couldn't sing you one of them. Not one. I hear one in my brain. What would you do if it didn't? I think that's Usher, but I don't know. I don't know. The only thing I know about Usher is that allegedly he and his people go to strip clubs here in Vegas and they tip the strippers with hundreds, but the hundreds are fake. They have Usher's picture on them. If I were a stripper, I'd slap the shit out of him after that. But whatever. Um, so I don't, I, and just because I don't know who the act is doesn't mean they should. No, that's not true. An act that is going to be. Now, first of all, if we go by demographics to who watches football, the halftime show should be that Anthony guy with that song, Rich Men North of Richmond. I mean, it, re it should be country artist or rock or rock and country because. It is not people that listen to Usher that watch the NFL. I'm sorry. It's just not. Black people play the sport. White people watch it. Oh, did I? Yes, I did. White people own the teams. White people are in the stands. And yes, black people like football. Absolutely. But I will tell you, there's more white people in America than black. So if you're going by demographics, 
you should pick a country or rock artist at the halftime show. Period. That's just so Taylor Swift would have been great. Biggest tour of all time, you know, played here in Vegas. But instead we get Usher. I didn't watch it when The Weeknd did it. I'm not going to watch Usher. I have no, I, I watch Rihanna. I guess everybody knows Rihanna. She's a big, excuse me, big enough pop star. Like Madonna, no brainer. Everyone knew, everyone in the world knows Madonna. People who like country know Madonna. They may not be able to tell you one Madonna song, but they know her. Diana Ross, everybody in the world knows Diana Ross. Michael Jackson, everybody knew Michael Jackson. It, you know, go down the list of people who have done the Super Bowl halftime show, and even if, and they are have been country artists, and they have been some of the biggest in the world. Usher is not one of the biggest stars in the world. There are many. Usher could go to Ireland and no one would even know who he was. He could walk down the street of Dublin, and unless they were from America. Many people would not have a clue who he is. And so you have to wonder why. Why did they pick this dude? Politics, money, I don't know. But I will tell you, again, demographically, it should be a country star or a rock star. It should certainly not be Usher. I don't know who he is. My friend Steve, who's a DJ, couldn't even name one of his songs. And I love music. I listen to all, I've been listening to Kylie Minogue's new album, Tension Nonstop, Anastasia's new album, um, The Best Day, Better Days or Best Days, non, or Our Songs. It's called Our Songs. Uh, I've been listening to that. I've been listening to the two new cuts off of Emily Sande's album. Oh, yes, I listen to music, all kinds of music. Usher? No. No. And for a Las Vegas halftime show, the first Super Bowl in Las Vegas, and you pick Usher? Not like Wayne Newton? Tom Jones? They could have put together such a fun show. And Barry Manilow is about to break Elvis, Presley rec Elvis Presley's record for the most sold-out shows. So statistically, if you were going to get someone from a popular Las Vegas show, you would get Barry Manilow for the halftime. And I think everybody in America knows at least one Barry. <laughs> I write the songs that make that, you know, I mean, everybody knows. But it's daybreak. People know Barry Manilow songs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's him. Oh, yes. Usher? What the hell? And now I feel gypped. The only thing that I watched the, half, that I watched the Super Bowl for, the only thing. Well, two things. The commercials, which are now not that good. The last, like, five years, the commercials stink. They've gone all PC, and they've just lost their edge, and they're just not funny, and they suck. And so then the commercials and the halftime shows. That's what I watch the Super Bowl for. That's it. Commercials and halftime. I could give a rat's took us about the football. Well, now the commercials, you can see them all online prior to the game or after. And the halftime show with Usher ain't going to be worth watching. Not to me. I won't know any of the music. And it just seems like it's such a big missed opportunity. It's Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Of all the people they could have gotten, the kind of show they could have put together. There could have been like a Cirque du Soleil sort of halftime show with 
fabulous artist from Vegas. But no. We if you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes, at reallycorel.com. That's really K-A-R-E-L.com. So tell me in the comments down below who you think should have been the halftime show uh, for the Super Bowl here in Las Vegas. I'd love to hear from you in the comments below. Uh, so please do so. Also, tell me what you think of the looming government shutdown. I'd love to hear that. You know, they talk about mental health in our country a lot these days, how poor it is, how poor the mental health of our children is, how social media is negative for your mental health. They, they talk about, and they use the term mental health, but they don't really talk about what that really is. It's like we use the term inflation, but we don't talk about what that really is. That's people paying more for what they already are paying for, and they don't have it already. People going broke to buy groceries or gas, whatever. That's inflation, not being able to pay your rent. So yesterday, Sunday, I was going to have a Zoom call with my patrons, and I'm going to have it this following Sunday, and I hope they have forgiven me. And the reason that I postponed it is because if I had it, all I would have done was talk about Ember, my dog, my service dog, who will be eight years old in November. And I'm just, I guess I'm having trouble with her aging. Um, and the reason that I would have talked about her is Sunday morning, Saturday night, when she was playing ball, her voice was hoarse a little bit, just a little. And it's happened before because of allergies. So I didn't really give it much mind. Sunday morning when she woke up, she like had no voice. When she barked, it was like this high-pitched I didn't want to laugh. It wasn't funny, but it sounded like one of those dogs that's had their voice box removed. Now, that's laryngitis, just cut and dry. And there's really only three things that cause laryngitis in dogs. A, they use it too much. They bark too much. B, a viral or bacteriological infection. I'm sorry, four things. One's overuse. One's an infection, either bacterial or, or viral, a kennel cough, something like that. Uh, the third uh, is... Uh, allergies, allergies can cause it, and the, or an allergic reaction. Uh, and outside of injury, the fourth is cancer. So it's overuse, injury, cancer, allergies, or an infection. Those are your five options if your dog loses its voice. Well, it's not overuse. She didn't overuse it. So I can check that one out. So that leaves me with, it's not an injury. She didn't injure it. So I can chuck that one out. So it leaves me with cancer, an infection, or allergies. She does have allergies. My allergies are acting up. So we're going to take her to see the vet later in the day, today, Monday, uh, and see why she has no voice. It hasn't returned Monday morning. This morning it hasn't returned. So I was very, very scared, actually. You know what I mean? Literally, she woke up with no voice. I mean, so... It, it was scary to me. And when you look up the reasons, an infection or cancer or, you know, whatever, yes, allergies are in there. Um, it scared me even more. And I think we can all relate. We found a lump on ourselves or on our pets and, you know, we're convinced it's cancer. Amber had two lumps and I had them biopsied and they were fat. But those three days I was convinced it was cancer. 
And so I think that we all do this to ourselves. We do. And I think that things being bad in the world make things like that even worse. In other words, for instance, in my world, everything I love dies early, basically. All of my friends in their 20s died in the 80s and 90s from AIDS. I lived through the Holocaust of AIDS. So I said goodbye to a lot of fabulous young male friends who were in their 20s that I loved very dearly. Then at 30-something years old, 38 years old, I said goodbye to Andrew, who was 34 years old. My dad died when he was 59 years old. I was in my 20s. My mother died when she was 70, going on 71. It was two years after Andrew. Pippa got ran over by a car. Attila died when he was 10 from a twisted intestine. My, my alley got anal sac carcinoma. So a lot of things that I love die early. Now, I've worked with a therapist on that a lot, and I've tried to let it not infect my current life, but it does. I feel that Ember is so special to me that nature is going to just take her early. And I know that's a horrible thing to feel, but I have this history of that happening. So you try to talk your... So I have that. That's my thing, okay? And that also causes my medical anxiety. I feel that I'm going to die early because of everything I love has. You have your thing, okay? You have your baggage. You have the reasons that you think and feel the way that you think and feel. And some of those things you can't help. You don't want it to happen. You don't want those thoughts in your brain, but they're there. Maybe you worry a lot about money because your parents didn't have any. And so you're constantly worried about money. And so you look at everything through the prism of money. Maybe you have a fear of being alone because you've been abandoned a lot. And so your whole life has been doing things to not be alone. We all have our things in our head, all of us. And we have those triggers. One of my triggers is when something or someone I love gets sick or shows symptoms of something because to me, living with Andrew who had, had HIV and to all of my friends that had HIV, when someone was sick, it could mean death. When you have HIV, AIDS, and there weren't all the drugs there are now, a cough, that could be pneumonia. And in a week, they could be gone. A spot could be Kaposi sarcoma, and in a month, they could be gone. That was my reality for, a, for decades. That was my reality. Literally, where someone seemingly just has a cold and five days later, they're dead. That's how I spent my 20s and 30s with Andrew. Every lump that Andrew had, every cough, every eye infection, every whatever was treated like with every alarm and every bell and every whistle because it could have been an opportunistic infection. And so yesterday, all I could think about is why doesn't Ember have a voice? And of course, I don't want to spend the hundreds extra to take her to the ER. She can breathe. She can eat. She's pooping. She's peeing. She's running around the house. Even this morning, she ate her breakfast. So, you know, I mean, it's not like she's cowering in a corner, shivering somewhere. She just doesn't have a voice. So could it be tumors? Yes. Could it be allergies? Yes. We won't know until later. But it triggered something in me, and yesterday I just didn't have it in me to push that aside. I wished I had. 
I wished with every ounce of fiber in me that I didn't react that way. Overreact is what some people would say. I, I wish. Excuse me. See allergies. I wish that I could just go about my day with that being a concern, but not literally forcing me to nap for two hours yesterday because I just wanted to get out of my head. And that's what mental health means. Mental health means that we all have these things in our head already. And then things in the outside world trigger these things. And we have to give ourselves time when they do. You have to be good to yourself and take a moment. I am Corel. Be who you want to be. So don't hurt anybody. Be good to yourself. Take that moment. When you're overwhelmed, it's okay to say, I'm overwhelmed. Maybe I shouldn't be, but I am. Yesterday was my day for that. I was overwhelmed. Hey, it's Corel. Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing, and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash reallycorel. That's youtube.com forward slash reallycorel for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons of Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. That's patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, reallycorel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free CorelCast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free CorelCast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.